over in Garland, Texas. Things you think care about is back for season five with brand new guests and fun segments for your entertainment. You're gonna have a real good time. With the average Joe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Average Joe's Media. I am the Average Joe Boo. And I'm the Average Joe. Coming to you today with uh, episode two, season five. Episode two, season five. 2020 sucks. Uh, that's fair. It's garbage. It kind of really sort of is. It's ridiculous. I don't know why I chose to wake up in 2020. I got to tell you, this is probably one of the most challenging series of months, like globally, yeah. that I think we've seen yeah. in our lifetime. Absolutely. Somebody at my mom's work asked her the same thing. She's like, have you, you know... Uh, my mom being probably about maybe a decade or two older. Your mom's a decade or two old? No, older than this individual. Oh, I see. And she said, you know, have you, like, is there something that happened, you know, when you were young uh, that even compared to some of this? And the answer was no. It's fair. You have to beg the question, though, like, is this really been the most challenging year in Earth's existence? Yeah. Or has this been the most difficultly, uh, ch- most challenging year depicted by everything around us? That's fair. That's a good question. And before we get into that question, I have a, a, a question I want to ask you, and, and maybe just a little debate. We'll jump into sports for a second, because first of all, sports suck in 2020 right now. If you, I mean, if you don't agree well, with that, then unless, get out. Well, of unless here. you're a Dallas fan in two of the sports, you're you're, you're kind of loving life right now. Yeah, but how long did it take to get here? Oh, a long time. Okay, thank you so much. All right, so uh, first question okay. is, so statistics, should statistics count if in the course of the game you go to overtime, or should statistics cut off when regulation is over? If there's a tie or if there's a win, whatever, should statistics keep going? Uh, yes, I think they should still go, but for all time, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think as far as averaging goes, yeah. you have to count up all the extra time uh-huh. and then divide it. Yeah. Divide wow. divide all, all you've accomplished. Why would you do that? No, so like if your average is, I'm trying to think of how to say this. Okay. Let's say you hit, you have X number of hits yeah. in so many baseball games yeah. that are tradi- like, you know, seven innings. Nine innings. Nine innings, yeah, sorry. Okay. We're not in high school anymore. That's fair. Uh, it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, then that's the average, right? Okay. But if you're consistently right going into like 12 innings or yeah. 13 innings, yeah. then you would need to adjust that average. So your, your How stats. Hmm? How come? Because you're trying to count what the person's average is uh-huh. per each outing. Okay. So, the so aver- if they get another at bat, you're dividing by another at bat whenever you make batting average, if it's baseball. Okay, maybe there's a poor reference, but okay. I think... I'm just asking. Well... It's if- an interesting question. I, this question was posed uh, before you got here. 
Okay. And it made me it made me curious. I mean, as, as a stats guy, nah. I was curious. Should should statistics be weighted or, or viewed as the same if the st- if the stat was achieved during overtime? Well, I guess the point I'm trying or to say or extra is, innings or whatever. Right. Well, so I think it's for the same reason that you separate postseason stats uh-huh. from regular season stats, I think you could make the case um, for separating extra innings or overtime stats from in game. Um, you still accomplish that for the season. You still yeah. accomplish that for your career. But on average, if if let's say you thirty percent of your games going to overtime in basketball, right? Mm-hmm. You're um, you've had more opportunity to score more points and raise your averages than somebody who maybe only fifteen percent of their season went into overtime. Okay, but how are you? I mean, how are you taking in that metric? Like, how are you? How are you truly analyzing that metric in order to figure out? his statistics are less valuable because he went into overtime 15% of the time more than someone else. No, I'm just saying you would treat it like you would if somebody played the seven games versus six games. Would you? Why? You're dividing the stat, right? right? Okay. The total number of something yeah. times the, the frequency. I'm sorry, dividing by the frequency. Okay. This is, to get the average. This is part of the reason why 2020 sucks. Yeah. Right? We've no. lost our ability to, to reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's say you had, um, I'll use hockey for an example, right? Sure. So let's say you had three periods worth okay. of overtime. Okay. Okay, so um, add one more game okay. to what you're dividing the, the total number by. Okay, so why? Because that's not another game. That is, that is in the, within the parameters of the game that allows for the okay. overtime period or whatever. And if the parameters of the game allow for extra time or overtime or extra innings or whatever the whatever the phrase is per sport, why would that not count towards your stat line? Oh, I don't have a personal stake in this. I'm just trying to take it. From no, I'm a, just curious. Yeah, I'm just trying to take it from the example of if someone was making an argument that it was not fair or yeah. it, did, it wasn't equal yeah. uh, mathematically across yeah. the board. Yeah, so you're not thing. taking a stance on whether or not you agree that a triple-double in basketball that was achieved during overtime is as valuable as a triple-double achieved during regulation? You're not taking a stance on that? I think the case – well, first of all, I think outcomes we've, – we've addressed this. I think outcomes speak volumes. So the fact that someone is able to achieve something, that, that, that should count for something. Okay. But I think if, if I'm a basketball person – yeah. And I'm I'm trying to make my case for the Hall of Fame or, or okay. whatever. Yeah, you know, greatness, immortal greatness. Uh, I'm going to want to say that if I achieved this um, achievement in regulation more times than somebody who achieved it uh, in overtime, then I'm going to say I'm better. You're better. Yeah, I'm saying I think the person that achieved it in regulation more times than the person who achieved it in overtime could make the case that they're better because they were able to accomplish that quicker more efficiently okay so let me ask you this question let's say you play let's say it's a 60 minute game in basketball in Mm -hmm. in professional basketball let's say you play 50 of those minutes Mm -hmm. and then overtime a five minute period or whatever it is i don't i don't Mm -hmm. specifically i think it's five minutes but you play that five minutes and then you achieve that triple double in those five minutes but your rotation or whatever dictated that in regulation you only played 50 minutes Okay, well, what happens to somebody who played in and, and the outcome of the game was decided at the end of regulation? They played 55 minutes. 
Y'all both played the same 55 minutes. Yours just happened to go into overtime because the other team tied you in the end of regulation. Does your 55 minutes count less than somebody else's 55 minutes? I'm going to ask you a football version of that question. Okay. So let's say you're a quarterback. Yep. And your QBR rating Uh is higher. Like let's say you, you are Matthew Stafford. Sure. Okay. Don't ever go to the playoffs. And if you do, you're one deep. Okay. So if you have a QB rating that's consistently higher every season of your career than somebody who goes to the playoffs frequently and or has won Super Bowls. Okay. Can you make the case that you're a better quarterback statistically? Because you have better stats because of overtime, even though you didn't go to the playoffs? No, I'm using like an extra game, overtime extra games. I'm using like the same thing. Okay, well, generally speaking, playoff games have their own categories of statistics. They don't count towards your career statistics because they are extra games, generally speaking. Like if you got a home run, uh, it doesn't count to your career home runs if you get it in the playoffs. Okay. I'm fairly certain about that. I could I can be fat-checked. But uh, – uh, <laughs> Thank you, Adam. Yes, uh, for 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 reading where I was going with that. But uh, yeah, well played, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my point is, is that if if you if you get the statistic by the time the game is over, it doesn't matter if it's regulation or if it's overtime, because the game ends when the game ends, and even still, overtime doesn't dictate a winner. Because in professional football, at the end of one overtime period, is it's a tie if nobody went, you know, nobody's a clear winner. So my question is, and it came up: Should the statistic count as much as the statistic that ends in regulation? If you get, if you achieve the statistic in overtime, should it count as somebody who achieved it in regulation? Let's just put it out here: uh, LeBron James. LeBron James gets. I don't know, 55 triple doubles in a season. I don't know. I'm just putting out numbers. But uh, but Michael Jordan did as well. One, They had the same season in terms of triple in terms of the triple double. Right. But LeBron James got his triple doubles. Uh, 40% of them came in overtime games. Who's better? Whose statistic is more valuable? I don't know if I can answer that unbiasedly. Well, you'd say Jordan because you think Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. Well, I think it's also generational. Okay. No, that's, statistics are not generational, dude. I feel like they are. No, statistics are you made a basket, you get two points. I mean, it doesn't matter if well, you made f- it back in 1920 or if you made it in 2020. You made a basket, you get two points based on whenever well, the rules were There's a were lot made. of, like, using switching gears to football, there's a lot of, of argue, cases being made about there being genera- generational gaps in statistics. Um, the evolution of the football, for okay, example, stop. in regards to the stop. passing game. Okay, who cares about that? Yes, okay, we're talking different eras, but yeah, I'm talking about eras, comparing yeah. two statistics. I'm compa- comparing the same statistic between two players. But do you feel like okay, so from that standpoint, if you're if you're not saying that that Jordan and um LeBron are two different errors. Okay. If if you're not, so you're saying You still had to rebound the ball, shoot the ball, make the ball, assist shots or get blocks or whatever your triple double was. Well, I think an argument could be made that LeBron is able to do as well as he is because Jordan did it first. Without a Jordan, what is, that has nothing to do with 
with comparison of two statistics. This is what, guys, this is why 2020 sucks, okay? Because we have completely lost all ability to stay focused on one simple question. We have, we have decided to make it about uh, feelings instead of straight statistics. I'm not talking about feelings. I'm actually trying to introduce variables into this equation. Which are feelings-based. It depends on how you feel based. about Michael Jordan. And depend, we grew up no. Michael Jordan. You've said that earlier, like two minutes ago. The case I'm trying to make now that you're arguing with me about, though. That's fair. Okay, is about actual vari- physical variables. Not Such to, as what? Give me a physical variable that says... I'm talking about the... That eight, says I two, just said a two-point shot... A two-point shot in a scorebook is different now than it was back when basketball originated. I'm trying to tell you the evolution of the games and evolution of the infrastructure um, below the professional level, I think, does play a role into there being a gap between statistics. That's what I'm saying. But, but it's not a gap between statistics. I'm not asking about a gap between statistics. I'm asking about one statistic that is measured in the same way now as it was measured then. Now, how someone may have achieved that statistic, it may have been easier to achieve that specific statistic because the balls were not as uh, good, and now it's easier to achieve. I don't know. Whatever the whatever the theory is based on the era. Well, there's but that. There's total number look, of games in a season. But you're looking at the value of the stat from game to game. You're looking at the value of the stat from career to career. You're looking at the value of the statistic for that person in their team. Does it matter if overtime allows you to get that statistic or if you get it in regulation? Does it matter? It's a yes or no question. It's not it's okay, not a well, it's not a philosophical t- debate here. Well, I don't think I expected is. this to go like 2 minutes and it's gone we're at 14. Well, I mean, you're welcome America. Um, here's the thing. I don't know if it's a yes or no answer. I don't I don't think there's a way to conclusively answer it or not. I think it's not. I I think they're the same. Oh, I agree with you on that one. Oh. Oh, my God. Okay. 2020 sucks, ladies and gentlemen. Well, here's the deal. Um, normally, I like playing the game of opposites because 2020 does suck. And so normally, that's, if I, whatever that's my... stupid reason. Just keep going. One of my... One, one, when I have a normal inclination to say, you know what, this is how I feel about it. Yeah. I'm anticipating. Yeah. That, what are you anticipating? That we're not going to see eye to eye. Who cares if we see so eye to eye? I'm coming out guns why, why can't we not see eye to eye? With a point counterpoint. You didn't even give me a point counterpoint. You, you started making some kind of arbitrary argument. I was playing some offense there as opposed to defense. Well, you still lost the game. That's all I'm saying. Regardless. Okay? I'm going to call it a draw. Your defense should have won your championship right there, but it didn't. It lost you the game because you just avoided your defense altogether. Here's the point I'm trying to make. A statistic has no it has no uh, individual bearing of the game. Like uh, LeBron James gets a triple double, he still loses a game in regulation. Okay, that happens. It has happened. Uh, Michael Jordan, same thing. Uh, LeBron James gets a triple double because he goes for one overtime period, and they win that game. It wasn't because of the triple double that they won, and it wasn't because of the triple double that they lost. It was because of the other factors and the outcome of the game, which I think is where you're heading at in some capacity. The, the determining of the game, the value of the statistic, has a lot of other factors. Who's more valuable or did it affect a team greater? But if, if, a, if a person stops playing a game at the end of regulation because there was a winner decided, 
and they got a triple-double, my question was, does someone who gets a triple-double in overtime, does it devalue his statistic? So I guess what I should have led with then okay, um, is I don't think that you can conclusively okay, stipulate what the value of any statistic is unless you're going to tie that statistic directly to the outcome of the event. Wow. That's okay. Great. That's good. Well, no, because think about it. I was you just curious. A, the, the question was posed because somebody, I, I was having a conversation with Andrew earlier right. and he said he didn't think that the statistics should count in the stat book because he got it in overtime. And I said, why not? And I gave the argument, what happens to somebody who played less minutes, still got that stat or less minutes, but then overtime gave them that time to get the stat and then someone who played more minutes got the same stat in regulation. No, I think you make a great point there, but I'm saying I think you, people could argue either way, right? And then it, well, clearly it, it, they can. And I don't know if you can, but clearly well, I mean, people can. Jack of all trades, you know, multi talented, so probably a little bit maybe. Twenty twenty. I mean, okay. it's fun. Twenty twenty sucks. It's the For, gift I mean, that keeps on Democratic giving. National Convention was horrible. Uh, wow, it, we're just we're ripping the bandaid off here. Yeah, aren't we? it was horrible. Uh, I watched about eight seconds of that thing and vomited in my mouth twenty five times. You know, I believe in being as much as I may or may not have leaning certain ways. Yeah, um, I tried to. I'm not, I don't care about who where you lean. I don't. I don't. You don't need to know where I lean in order to. I don't know. Uh, just have a decent discussion. Well, I, well, I, I agree completely. But yeah. it's it's very easy in this day and time if you support one specific thing or yeah. you say one certain thing, you're all of a sudden categorized sure. as A, B, C, D, and E. So sure. I'm just saying that I enjoy uh, giving it uh, an, giving all people yeah. an honest try to win my vote. That's fair. To try to determine what the best decision for me to make. As well you should. Exactly. As well you should. Hashtag so, America. Um, I, so, but my, I mean, listen, if, if, if all you can do, man, I, there, are so many, there are so many things that I've seen over the past couple of months or whatever that have just irked me to my to my core it's ridiculous well i gave it all week i watched literally probably all the primetime speeches really in totality wow it was um, you were able to you were able to get through that um i believe i, I thought i should you know what i mean it's kind of like uh you gotta you get, uh, no pain no gain yeah you know what i mean it was important well, first of all all i'm saying is that everything i heard and I, I say eight seconds it was probably 20 minutes all right and i don't know which day it was and it may have been a couple different pieces of different days their entire, I mean, the Democratic National Convention, their entire platform in those 20 minutes that I saw was vote for Biden because nobody likes Trump and the, the Democrats don't like Trump. Like that was, they that, led was with that. that was it. And I'm sitting back like, that is not why I'm voting for anybody. I'm not voting because you are going to tell me somebody else is terrible at their job. I'm not, I mean... It's a brainwash tactic. Well, I got to tell you. So my my thing for trying to endure all of it, yeah, uh, was I wanted to hear what was going to be said about policies. I, you know, I posted something on Facebook asking some questions on. Okay, take Trump out of the mix. Yeah, what is the platform going to be of Biden? Yeah, and, right. And Kamala, what 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 are they going to do about yeah. this? What it'd is be, their track? It'd be rate? Biden Harris. Yeah, because it, it wouldn't be Joe. And Kamala, it'd be Biden Harris. I like changing it up. Okay, great. You know, keep going, keep going. Soon to be trademarked eventually. Yeah. I mean, the uh, last names ways. will be on the 
The last names yeah, will be on the sign. I know. Okay. I'm just making sure nobody's falling asleep at home. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. They, they did if they tried to follow your <laughs> argument about statistics. <laughs> Anywho, um, we digress. I had to throw that in for Adam because he's watching. Hashtag Pente. Um, anyways, I... Um, you, crickets? Well, yeah, I'm about to. That's what I thought. Um, I wanted to hear what they had to say. I wanted to hear what the platforms were going to be, and I wanted to hear what the people that were surrounding the camp yeah. uh, said, thinks that they're going to get across. Sure. Okay. Interesting note, 25% of the caucuses... Um, of the what? Of the caucuses. Okay. <laughs> 25% of them uh, voted against... Uh, the different platforms yeah. that Biden presented. Yeah. Um, you heard some very interesting things from um, Bernie. Yeah. As uh, far as what is what he's saying. It's difficult what he, what to listen to old Bernie. What he's saying is going to take place. Um, and one of the biggest takeaways from it I got was this. Bernie looks like a real life Sesame Street character. Let me just say that. He looks like a real life puppet that... And sounds like one, too. See, he reminds me of the purple teddy bear from Toy Story 3. Horrible. Looks warm and cuddly, but really has the most evil of intentions. It's ridiculous. I mean, I don't um, know anything about that, but I'm just saying, it's hard to listen to that dude. <coughs> Being a grown man, it's hard to listen to somebody who sounds like they belong in the barrio at Sesame Street. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard those two words put together. So that was that was amazing. Oh, that was a, I think that was an office reference. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That was a Dwight a Dwight quote or part of a Dwight quote. Speaking of 2020, um I guess we should continue watching The Office while we still can. Yeah, that's fair. Cuz they've already gone back and and taken some some diff- various different things out of the episodes on Netflix and all other streaming platforms. Oh, they've canceled part of The Office. They have. Oh, that's <laughs> so disappointing. Uh but anyways, back to the DNC. Yeah. Um I, th- I think it's a matter of most Americans want all want the same things. I truly believe that, but it's a matter of of how you want to go about getting them. Sure. So, for example, um, uh, renewable energy. Uh-huh. Okay. Who doesn't want that? I want free and cheap energy. Yeah. I want energy that's not going to hurt uh, the polar bears or you know kill the kill the planet. I want all those things. Yeah. But if you were to ask Californians, yeah, how does that work right now? Yeah. With forest fires and uh tornado fire tornadoes yeah okay do you want to know how that works how does it work duh winning <laughs> they um they don't have any power right now yeah they're having brownouts yeah okay uh brownouts yes that is the technical correct term that's still being used by all media sources to my Brown, knowledge brownouts yeah they're calling them yeah they couldn't just call them power outages is that what that even means well i think it's a der- uh, derivative of a blackout Meaning that all the lights go out and the night sky is black. So a brownout is not something that f- was forced. It's something that was elective. So they're having to cut power off to people to be able to have enough electricity to provide to other places. Yeah. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, I didn't come up with it. So 2020, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, so I, th- I think the fact of the matter is, is that a lot of those initiatives were tried uh, during the Obama administration, and they didn't exactly work out. We lost a lot of jobs in industry here, yeah. Um, and our uh, energy prices went up, yeah. So now, do I think that we need to run on petroleum? Like yeah. we need to run on oil and natural gas, and we need to uh, run on coal, f- uh, coal forever? No, 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 I'm not saying that at all. But I don't think you can just magically um, get rid of generations of industry yeah. in these communities and just say, hey, it's okay. No, no, don't. It's fine. Here, go to the school and then learn how to do solar panels. Right. That's going to be probably hard. 
Yeah. When you're like a fourth, fifth generation coal miner. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. Or, or I don't know if that's going to pay as well as the folks that are working on the oil rigs. That's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then a big part of renewable energy is natural gas. But the problem is, is it's not easy to obtain without fracking. Yeah. Now I my, myself have questions about fracking. I'm not necessarily okay with fracking okay because before fracking we didn't have uh, earthquakes in texas now we do okay that doesn't seem very sensible so i don't think it's i think it's more complicated than us going from going to zero yeah carbon emissions yeah. in 15 years here's what i think that is, seems impossible here's what i think is is impossible i think it's impossible to judge a president on his first four years uh, to fully judge a president on his first four years and then say that if you're elected, it's going to be radically better, like radically, completely flip the switch better. See, I think it's a lot easier to say that if you've never been there before. But if you served in high political office for nearly half a century yeah, and you served in the executive branch for eight years. Yeah. I mean, how different is it going to be? I mean, that's the questions I was asking, right? Yeah. How different are all these issues we're talking about? If yeah. if America is in the state that it's in, yeah. that, that that convention portrayed, right. it did not happen in four years. Sure. You know, when you hear about things that have been systematic, things that have been generational, all these things occurred under all these other people's watches who now say that they have the magical answer. Sure. So I'm, I'm not saying Trump and his administration has the answer for everything. Right. But I'm, I'm going to call it like I see it and say... You know, two wrongs don't make a right. Um, similarly, some of the speeches I thought were a little out of context, you know, um, and didn't add up with what you hear. Okay. I feel like people were maybe um, not being fair with how they're judging and evaluating people. For example, a lot of people don't like Donald Trump because of the accusations yep. and documentation that's come out yeah. on how he treats women. Sure. You know? Absolutely. Um, however, Bill Clinton... Was there? Bill Clinton's endorsing what's his name, and he's endorsing Biden as I'm sure, as well he should, being a, a lifelong Democrat. But, but should he have been on this? Should he have been a part of that, like a keynote speaker esque thing? Should he have been? Should he have been ridiculing something that he has the same dirt on his laundry? I mean, that's that's the point that you're making. I think. Well, no, I think mean, the point I'm making is, is is it's been highly documented and proven factually that that he did things that are just as bad if not worse than so many other people that have been canceled and so for the life of me i don't understand that's my why point still around that's yeah. my point is that you're making the argument that um that because he's he has the stains on his record that he has should he be pun intended right should he be uh knocking Someone well, for the same reason, and should he be representing somebody that's trying to talk against all that? Exactly. Right. That's I understand what you're trying you know, to say. And, and Biden having the accusations that came out against him at the right. beginning of the primaries, it's not helping his cause. And then for uh, Clinton to have a, have the audacity to criticize what Trump is doing or not doing in the White House. Right. Um, saying, we're talking about what should be done in the White House during the moment of crisis. And I'm thinking to myself, well... Maybe uh-huh. if you were focused on uh, Osama bin Laden, yeah, maybe, <laughs> and uh, all the terroristic threats uh, raining down sure. on us, Black sure. Hawk down, instead of fooling around with with lady folk, sure, maybe you know some things would have been different in right. the year two thousand eleven. I mean, the command center was sorry. a little more of a demand center. Yeah, I mean, it was a little more like the Playboy Mansion. That's fair, you know. So it didn't make any sense. And then then Obama, yeah, he's such a good speaker, but the I can't. St- 
stand. Oh, he's a great speaker. I can't stand the way he. Oh, he's a great communicator, man. Like talks really. when he makes a speech. In in Bush's second term, when he was running for reelection, um, he was just a year in as being a congressman uh, from Chicago, from Illinois. Yeah, and he was the keynote speaker. Yeah, which oftentimes up and coming people in the party are. Yeah, yeah. And uh, oh man, I was just like, wow, this could be it. Like this could be a somebody who could be great for the country. Like yeah. I might even vote for him someday. I bet you in 10 years or so, yeah. he's going to be great when he runs, you know? Yeah. So I, I really, I wanted great things for him and from him. Yeah. Uh, was vastly disappointed. Um, huh. But uh, him, him giving his speech, talking about um, uh, painting the picture of how unconstitutional Donald Trump is mm. uh, with the back of the constitution behind him. Yeah. Staged. Yep. In Philadelphia, Extremely the birthplace of the Constitution, I thought was very hypocritical. Yeah, uh, because he didn't exactly uh, adhere to the Constitution, in my opinion. Yeah, so it was just rough, man. Yeah, you know. Well, and I mean, then, okay, so th- there's something I saw. Uh, now, first of all, this is this is a ridiculous. Everything going on right now in politics right now is absolutely ridiculous. You have like two of the biggest babies in the history of of running for president running against one another. Yeah. You have you have tweet uh, tweetosaurus who has zero uh etiquette when it comes to his verbiage and all kinds of other. he has zero bedside yeah. manner. He has he just all yeah. he wants to do is is zero, retaliate. Zero things are given when it comes to right. him. Right. He his just all he wants to do is retaliate. Uh he you can't understand what he says when he talks a lot of times because he has a he has a conversational thing where he needs feedback while he's communicating. And right. so if he's trying to read a speech, he's then starting to ad lib and and then he gets lost and then the message gets lost. It's it's horrible. He does he loves the sound of his voice a little too much. He does. And you know, but he's made a lot of money because of advices advice he's given and advice he's taken. And so he yeah. probably has a lot of good things to offer in terms of business and in terms of running something that would be like a business running this country is a lot like running a business in my in my inexperienced opinion okay uh but the point is is that he's he he comes off extremely braggadocious and Mm -hmm. and and arrogant and it's it's difficult to take in large doses i mean celebrity's been his brand since day one it has and then the other thing is you have uh you have got got you got narcolepsy coming at you falling asleep at the wheel or whatever you got dementia claims against biden you got uh man i saw an interview where he was on the view and i think it was the view and he in a string of thought it took him 30 seconds to even formulate a single word but i promise you they were very few pauses and he just didn't that's what it sounded like for a solid 20 30 seconds and i mean i'm sitting back thinking they ask you a simple question, and it was a question that actually kind of targeted him against, uh, against or like some accusations that another, that a woman had towards him, and he, uh, I don't know, he made a, a inappropriate pass at her or uh, something. I don't know what it was, and I mean the views lady ladies hosting, so they're asking, yeah, what could you on here? Could you apologize? And the whole time he said. He was saying, uh, I don't feel like what I did was, was wrong. I, I won't do it again, but I, I wasn't trying to come at 
anybody in the inappropriate way. Right. And he's he's bouncing around it like a politician, not answering the question and not committing one way or another to anything specifically. And and the late and the ladies on the view were thinking, this is a softball question here. Like I'm I'm tossing you up an easy one. Right. All you got to say is I'm sorry for asking. Uh, or for for doing what I did, right. I'm sorry for making a, a inappropriate hug or touch mm. or movement towards you, and and he's just not saying it. And they're like, "Would you please?" I mean, like, do you think you can? I mean, they were like basically begging him without begging him right. to to do that, and uh, and he just he just didn't do it. And I'm sitting back thinking, "You're an idiot!" Like, this is the dumbest thing in the history. Yes, I am sorry for how I acted. I apologize. I ask forgiveness. Whatever the whatever the verbiage needs to be. But at that point in time, he also admits wrongdoing, right? So he's feeling like he's trapped, and so he was literally tongue tied because he he was if he if he says I'm sorry, then he feels like he's admitting some kind of guilt. But if he talks his way around it and, and explains it, then the women that are asking him this question are like, well, you're just avoiding, you're just avoiding the question altogether. And it's ridiculous because that's what politics is in my opinion. And I've just gotten into it uh, here lately, but it's, it's just coming back and it's flooding back into me. This is a thing where we don't answer questions. We say a bunch of fancy words. We make you think that we're doing one thing. And in all reality, we have this other agenda. And when we're addressed about this agenda, uh, we don't have a direct answer for you. We have a, a series of explanations or, or thoughts that might or might not appease whatever whoever's asking the question. Right. And and I'm sitting back thinking, this beat me over the head with something and put me out of my misery, please. This is ridiculous. Well, I think that um, the people are being a little more open and candid about it. I'm, I'm going to say this, and I want to go back to something you said about Biden, but like uh, – uh, Kamala was on uh, the tonight, no, late night, no, what is it called? The one with um, the the guy that took over for Letterman on CBS. What's his name? Where's the glasses? The Late Show. Yeah, the Late Show. Um, I don't know. Oh, uh, no, no. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Stephen Colbert. Yeah, Stephen Colbert. Oh, man. and so he was like, don't get me started on that. That's yeah. oh my gosh. But he was like, what's going on? Um, you were basically calling him a racist, and you were his biggest critic. Most people thought he would not win the nomination because of your attacks on him. Right now, you guys seem like you really care about each other and you're close. What transpired? Right. You know, help us. And then she just laughed and said it was a debate, basically saying, uh, "I did what I had to do," which I, I can game respect game. Okay, so you know what I mean. I was I was happy. You're talking about Kamala Harris calling yeah. Biden a racist. Yeah, well, she he I mean, didn't. She, she didn't really he, call him a she, racist. She didn't do that. She actually even literally said, "I'm not saying that you're right, racist." But I'm saying, but the accusation she she, she then yeah. proceeded to insinuate all these potentially racist backed behaviors that he did, correct, or yes. has done, or maybe is still doing. I don't know, but well, the same thing with the. Uh, it was female, very much a mixed message. Well, the same thing with the female accusers, where she sure. she was originally coming out in support of him, but she basically owned it. She was honest. I said what I had to say because I was I was fighting. You know what I mean? Like I was sure. in a debate. You do what you got to do, and so I appreciated the candidness there. Uh, but I mean, I think there was people need to understand that's what really does happen. You right. have to read between the lines some. But going back to something you said about Biden, you know, I I don't believe Biden. There are some politicians I believe to be evil. Okay. I'll just be honest with you. The Clintons, I those, those are evil people in my opinion. Okay, not a fan. Um, Biden, I don't 
Brock, I don't think is evil. I didn't agree. I think he's a, he's a great husband and father, and I'm sure he's be cool. I've always said be cool to have a beer with, play some basketball with. Okay. I didn't agree with his politics. Biden's the same way. I got a lot of respect for him as a husband and as a father and as a public servant. And I think the the convention did a great job with a piece they did about him and John McCain's friendship. Ah. Um, also, I loved his wife speaking and then hearing more about you know his journey of where he he took a train home every day to be with his family because he lost his his wife and his daughter um, originally. Who did? Uh, Biden did from a tragic car accident. Oh, okay. And then uh, he, he later remarried, and, and that woman helped raise the, the boys. But, um, you know, he also lost a son. Uh-huh. Um, his sons were public servants. Uh, uh, he had a chance to with uh, to keep his son out of harm's way, but as, you know, as vice president. But he didn't. He let his son go on and, and fight in the war. Um, so there's a lot of these things like this I truly do respect about him. Um, I just feel really concerned for him because yeah. he does not seem well. No. I mean, he, he, he fumbled around a little bit after his wife spoke and, um, there was two segments of his speech at the end of it, um, that were completely verbatim recycled yeah. from earlier speaking engagements. I mean, so I'm not saying that if, if him and his prime right. him without whatever's going on, it looks like, um, I definitely think he could make a compelling case to earn my vote, Sure, you know, uh, in some ways. Um, but I'm, I just kind of worry about him. No, no, I'm saying in some ways, I, I don't know specifically no, unless no, no, he were to okay. get his policies. No, it's okay. Um, but my no. thing is, is is a man who has, regardless You're of You're a fair-weather fan. That's all, that's all you are in terms of politics. What do you mean? You're a fair-weather fan. If somebody's doing well, you, you jump on the bandwagon. No, I believe in, in giving people chances and opportunity, and I recognize the fact that people change and evolve over time. Sure, it's okay. You're so bad. Um uh, and I don't believe I don't tie myself to one party either. So I want to I want to look for the right, right person. Right, just like in, just person. like in baseball, you don't tie yourself to one team. You're a fair weather fan. Whoever's doing good that season, you're gonna you're gonna watch them. No. Okay. That's, no, it's it's fine. It's, it's okay. No, it's fine. It is what it is. No. Okay. At any rate, um, at me. But I'm just worried. I'm just worried about him. Yeah. You know. Worried about Biden? Yeah. Why are you worried about him? No, I'm saying I, I think a, a person who's given that much of his life to to public service deserves some happiness and some, some peace. And if he's he ain't not finding well, that in the white house, well, I'm saying if he's not well, you know what I mean? And whatever's compelling this and moving this along, you know, I, I, th- I think he puts himself at even more risk, man. I'm just saying, okay. If, uh, if you're not well and you were having some serious health conditions, uh, things going on, you don't think running for president could really just exacerbate that and, and, and put that a little bit closer. Yeah, because I mean, Moving I got I got Crohn's, wrong. and stress is something that flares that helps flare it up. Right. So I mean, I understand that. Uh, my point is, is that doesn't matter right now. What does it matter? It that shouldn't matter Wait, about this discussion. Well, I mean, I think it it's shouldn't. relative from us giving our perspective and thoughts and feelings over the election and the oh. various different things. Okay, so, sure. Is it going to sway my vote to vote for him? It yes might. Or no? It sounds no. like you might get the sympathy vote. That's what it sounds like. No, 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 no. I no, mean, no. that's very much, that's a very linear, uh, whatever. There's it's a very linear conclusion that can be made. No, no, I think if anything, it's, it's caused me not to vote for him because, you know, him being a sound mind and body, he's a deal maker. You know what I mean? And he does find ways to work with both parties and make compromise. It's what a lot of people hate about him, but it's what a lot of people like about him. Okay. I But I'm not interested in supporting uh, a possible lame duck president because That's I'm fair. very concerned about the people that are behind him. That's fair. So, uh, so 
What uh, have you? Did you hear about the uh, eulogy given by Barack Obama at the John Lewis? John Lewis? That might be the wrong name, but at a funeral. I mean, very is a. I believe he was part of the civil rights. Yes, one of the uh, last, li- march, the last living members marchers. Um, that marched. Right. Yeah. So and long time, uh, you know, pol- not pol- no, I don't want to call him a politician. Right. Very active in the civil rights movement his whole life, but also served in public office. Right. Um, and listen, I, I, I understand so. the, I understand the the platform and everything that he was fighting for. Uh, I agree that uh, equality is is a thing that needs to be grasped um, across whatever the classes are. You know, uh, we talked about the, the classes of people being uh, women, and then you have uh, race divisions, and then you have religious divisions, and then you have other things. Orientation, Vet- country veteran, origin. All, yeah. all kinds of classes of people. Mm-hmm. Equality needs to eclipse all classes. Definitely. And there's nothing that should diminish uh, race over anything else. And it seems like that uh, that it is getting... It seems like it has been overshadowed, and at least that's kind of the message that I've gotten from the platform that's being created, okay? And so and there's no nothing that should be overshadowed in terms of equality. If everything's equal, then there's no overshadowing, right? okay? So, uh, but anyways, I saw a video, and I was watching the Hodge twins because they're they're funny, and they they buck the system in terms of, um, they get out there and they they speak their mind. Well, anyways, they that showed they, they they speak their mind. So they showed a clip of uh, of Barack Obama giving the eulogy at at this man's funeral, and during this eulogy, he's talking about the current issues and how the president is avoiding. He's using it as a platform, like a campaign, and so. What I thought was hilarious was their reaction to it. Their reaction was, uh, he was talking about mail-in voting and how dangerous going to vote in person is. Which, first of all, if, if, if mail-in voting is the safe way to do it and going to vote in person isn't safe, why aren't we all getting our groceries in the mail? Every single person. You have a grocery list. And every single person gets their groceries in the mail. Why is Walmart and all these places open when they could deliver? I mean, they, would they do de- deliver. Well, they could deliver more. I mean, they could they could do a mass delivery, right. and and everything would be online, and only like you'd only come into contact with a handful of people for your groceries at most. But there's hundreds of people in this audience because it's. I mean, he was a he's he's a well-respected man that had just lost his life. So there's hundreds of people in here, and he's talking about how mail-in voting is 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 the the thing, and, and voting in person is dangerous. But yet they're all. I mean, there's there's tons of people in this in this auditorium, and they're like, "How ridiculous is it that he's talking about how mail-in voting is is what we need to do?" But you're all here. Like we're not broadcasting this funeral. Everybody's here. Now they may have been broadcasting, but there's a ton of people in there, and then. Uh, and then they all like stand up and, and have give him a standing ovation during his talk. And the ovation is for Barack Obama, for what Obama's saying. It's not it's not for the deceased, which I could I could get behind if if the if the standing ovation was for him. 
because his because the eulogy highlighted him and how great of a man he was and everything. The standing ovation was for Barack Obama, and I'm sitting back thinking, why are you getting a standing ovation as the eulogy giver, and you're getting it, and not not the person you're giving the eulogy for? I'm like, this is ridiculous. This no, is I, this I is the point that we've gotten to in in society or in politics or in media or whatever. It's it's ridiculous. Like the platforms are misplaced and misguided. I can't disagree with a lot of that. I, I will say, and I didn't get a chance to watch that. I did watch some of the coverage. Um, was really uh, enthralled with a lot of. I not come across a whole lot of his public speaking, or a whole lot of his. Um, you know, contributions. Uh, I knew who he was. I knew a lot. It's the highlight reel, if you will. Yeah. But never really had a chance to really listen. Sure. Or, Absolutely. Uh, Me neither. It. And uh, I've definitely gone back and tried to find some more stuff. And I was even talking with uh, with Scott about a book I think I'm going to borrow from him or, or might read that, uh, his recommendation. Uh, man, man was really great. I mean, I, I might not agree with everything. Sure. Uh, but uh, definitely genuine. But so my I, point I, is, is that's what deserves the standing ovation. Oh, no, no, I agree. But from the, from the standpoint, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Of course. From the standpoint of funerals are, are for the, fam- the living, not for the dead. If the family asked okay. him to speak on those subjects or if he felt strongly about them, like, like I could see that being, I can, you I, know what I mean? I feel like I could almost guarantee that the family didn't ask that, but that he, in, he tied it because there were ties between oh. now and then. I mean, there was the, the equality conversation was way more rampant back in the civil rights movement time frame than it is now. Because now it's a lot less, uh, it's a lot less mentioned by people. Right. Whereas it was mentioned, like that was the only thing that was going on. Like newspapers were just headlines, headlines, headlines of the things going on right. that were the racial inequalities that were being, uh, or injustices, or whatever the mm-hmm. word is. And so, anyways, now it's now it's it's the cancel culture. It's the someone's offended. It's the, this person did this and my feelings got hurt and, and everything's boiling back down to race is what it seems like. And then that's what's getting pushed on social media, on, on mainstream media and all this other stuff. And it's very, it's very difficult, in my opinion, to equate the two things because the same things that are happening now in terms of major are not what was happening then in terms of major things. That's a lot to unpack. I know it is, but but my point is is that there. My point is his part of the speech was the simple connection, a simple connection no, I, between the '60s, the '50s, '60s, and now. And there's a, a very thin line connection between those two things, in my opinion. Oh, that's completely fair. I tell you what, I would love for us to dive in a little bit. Speaking of 2020, sucks. Yeah, tie in a, dive does. in a little bit into this whole mail thing, but. Uh, do we want to share a little gem with the world? Yeah, before before, before we do that, we yeah. want to. Yeah, okay. So, guys, if, if on Saturday you were you just didn't happen to catch the average Joe's, uh, carpool you karaoke. Have, yes, absolutely. You should have. You should have jumped it. We had two rounds of carpool karaoke. Yeah, we did, and it was a blast. And it's probably, definitely, most likely, but definitely going to happen. Uh, For sure. Have have another bout of yes this. or dozen. We don't know yet. Uh, yeah, well, at least one. Uh, we got to start with one before we can go to a dozen. There you go. But this, this time, I'm sure I'll drive. Okay. That way you can have the mic and everything. 
But we, be, yeah, because I was really bad at remembering lyrics and driving at the same time. That's fair. We wanna we wanna give you this opportunity to listen to a little bit of the glory that was carpool karaoke. You bet. Average Joe's media coming at you. We're not feeling horrible. We're having a good time. We are not a problem. Oh my goodness. I don't know if I'm gonna keep a clean and we're clearly courteous. Yeah, this one's gonna be tough without words. Evening mama doesn't know she's leaving till she hears the screen door slamming, rubber squealing, gears are jamming, local country station just a blaring on the radio, pick him up at seven in their head into the rodeo, mama's on the front porch screaming out her warning, go you better get your red head back in bed before the morning, woo yeah. Nine o'clock, the show is ending, but the fun is just beginning. She knows he's anticipating, but she's gonna keep him waiting. Grab a bite to eat, and then they're heading to the hobby talking loud, grassy lines. Just ain't what they really want. Drive out to the boondocks and park down by the Hey, where's George Strait? Real late, dancing cheek to cheek. Ain't going down till the sun comes up. Ain't giving in till they get it up. Go around the world in a pickup truck. Ain't going down till the sun comes up. <laughs> Greetings and salutations. Uh, we're going around in high school. So we do drive by to go around the place of work. Not dancing, men not starting, hard romancing One o'clock, that truck is rocking Two is coming, still no stopping Break, check the clock, it's three to ride on Where they want to be at four o'clock Get up and go, five o'clock, that roof is growing I'm impressed That's what she said Ain't going down till the sun comes up. I ain't giving in till you get enough. Going around the world in a pickup truck. Ain't going down till the sun comes up. Six o'clock on Saturday, folks don't know he's on his way. The stalls are clean, the horses said they say she's bound to tissue. Here she comes around the bend, slowing down, she's jumping. Hey, my darling, going down that go again. Hey. Average Joe's Media on Facebook, check us out. Like, listen, and love. Ain't going down till the sun comes up. Ain't giving in till we get enough. Going around the world in a pickup truck. Ain't going down till the sun comes up. Oh, man. Man. Get it. Okay, guys, that's carpool karaoke. That was just one of the songs that we got to we got to sing there. Uh, request uh, the request line. We appreciate everybody who requested anything. Uh, it was it was a blast. We maybe overdid it a little bit in terms of time, uh, but yeah, I don't think we had a voice the next day. I don't know if if time mattered. It didn't. I mean, it we we could have done that for five hours had we had the gas and the and no kids to go home and like you know take care of and stuff you know what man we should have sang as our closing number 
we had the time of our lives. No, we'll save that for the very last carpool karaoke. Ever. Yeah, okay, ever. So, so plan on not, use, not, not doing that anytime soon. Exactly. Exactly right. Let's get the keeps on giving. So mail-in. Yeah, mail-in, mail-in voting. First of all, let's just talk about why mail-in voting is, is even a topic of conversation anyways. Uh, it's because 2020 sucks. It's because COVID is, sucks. It's because uh, people don't understand anything about viruses. And they don't realize that a virus has to run its course before it goes away or before it, you know, the season ends. And so by everybody going in, we've just delayed the season to be a full year, basically, because it's going to come all the way around to November, December, whatever. And then, then you know what, in my opinion, I feel like in November, December, it's going to be like, COVID's not that scary. You know, we can all go back to work or whatever because the presidential election's over. That's I mean, that's my feeling about the whole thing. I think. Well, I mean, we're not. I mean, we we won't go too deep. I think it's going to depend on who wins. Because I mean, I don't think it's going to depend. Because listen, at in four years, I mean, or in four, if Trump wins in four years, he can't be reelected again. So nobody will ever have to worry about Trump again. He's going to have his four years, and then he's out, and somebody new comes in, and then you, the slate's wiped clean or whatever. It's a, it's a new opportunity for somebody else to jump in there. Biden will probably have died by then. It's ridiculous. He's an old, he's old man. He's old, and he'll probably get COVID. Wow. Yeah, so mail-in ballots. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I hear— mean, th- That's my point, though. It, this, this topic of conversation doesn't even exist without a virus that may or may not have been man-made. Well, I don't think we've ever significantly adjusted the way we've voted in the past. I don't know if we've had an election with a pandemic this widespread. I know the word pandemic's open interpretation with how certain people feel about it. Sure. But here's what I'll say. Yeah. There are everyday activities that are taking place with social distancing measures and the use of masks, whether they're working or not, depending upon how you feel about that. Right that are yielding the availability for individuals yeah. to be at a place and yeah. engaging in a, an activity for a limited amount of time. So voting so in person, vague. you're voting, so vague when you talk. Yeah. It's, it's part of uh, the pizzazz that is the average Joe. That's false. Oh, that's next. Uh, anywho. So there's, 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 there's the ability, I think, to vote in person adhering to all those guidelines maybe instead of cramming into a library or yeah. a school gym maybe do it outside maybe doing it you know in a parking lot listen i'm not there, s- there's a lot of different th- ways you can do it you could i dare i say you could even do drive-through voting if you really wanted to but but the point i want to make here real quick is is that we've always had mail-in voting in this country it's called absentee right. voting right. right so it's it's already in place it already exists it's already widely used by a lot of people so, for individuals who don't want to do that, you can. There, it's already in place. It's already been tested. It's already happened. But, but there's complications, though. Sure. This just in, the United States Postal Service sucked last year. Because, well, it's 2020. And the year before that. Oh, okay. No, and the year before that, and yeah. the year before that, and the year before that. It has for a very long time. Sure. So, absentee balloting usually accounts for probably like 1% or less than 1% in most of the election states, jurisdictions, or whatever. So the absentee balloting is usually counted 
and tabulated, they finished tabulating it after the election's already been decided. Sure. Because it's such a marginal number that it's not going to directly impact the election. Sure. And so that's the case since the beginning of time. Since right? the beginning of the post service. Yeah. And voting. Yeah. They and probably didn't voting. They probably didn't have mail in voting when, you know the Pony Express. That's yeah, true. Or, you know, Roman Empire or anything like that. Right. But the idea of changing that. Yeah. To where we're going to just distribute blank ballots, basically, yeah, right. for anyone, sure, um, to f- to complete and yeah. submit. Um, there's a reason why you have certain criteria. To, like, uh, shout out to the average super fan. If we were, well, you went through it. I didn't get to. Okay. I haven't gotten done that yet. But when you went to go get license yep. to be an insurance salesman, sure, okay. There are certain protocols. You had to go to a registered testing site. Yeah. You had to show a photo ID. You can only walk in with certain things. Sure. Right? Some testing, when we were taking the SAT, the PSAT as kids, you, you, could, you couldn't necessarily leave the room. You yeah. had to go to the bathroom in some cases. Yeah. So there's these things from children all the way up into adults. Yeah. In every facet of our life where people are like, mm, if we leave the population to their own devices, yeah. there could be some cheating. Yeah. Sure. So whether you are a Trump supporter or a Biden supporter, just giving people blank scantrons is probably not the best idea. Sure. Because we know that we've had foreign governments tamper with our elections in the past. And we know. Okay. No, no, no. I'm saying we know. Okay. It's factual at this point. Sure. Factually, we know that we have more than one at least. Are you talking about the Russian collusion? I'm not talking about Russian collusion. I'm saying... It's been documented in both sides of the I'll agree that Russia did try to influence our election by uh, the different things they were doing with social media uh, and some other things. So I'm not talking about collusion. Oh, I'm talking that's about that's the same thing. Keep going. Well, I, I don't whatever um, they did. They did. They do it every day. Foreign governments have been doing this. It's called spycraft. Right. So okay. um, China's doing it, too. Yeah. OK. So sure. I'm just saying both. No matter who you want to vote, in, I mean, even if you want to go for Kanye, you know, even if you want to is go for Kanye. Is he on the ticket right now? He is on the ballot in some states, or he was. I don't know if that's since changed. Okay. Um, but it doesn't matter who you're voting for. Right. Um, there has to be a way to go about it. Sure. So I don't understand the controversy. Yeah. From the standpoint of we've always had mail-in voting. Yeah. There's already a vehicle for that. Sure. Every state already has it. Um, so why aren't we doing that? Right. You know, in person, we could, we, we could handle that. You know, early voting is something that people, people procrastinate in this country. It's fair. So you can vote for weeks leading up to the election anytime you want, you know, during these set hours, mm-hmm. but most people wait until election day and it can get crowded and it can get chaotic. Yep. Um, but I, I just don't think that we should, um, in this time, yeah. tamper with something and try out too many new things this close to the end of the wire. Because if you've ever done anything, whether it's you, you, you had a hobby or you've been in your job or even as a student, as a child, first drafts are yeah. first drafts for a reason. That's fair. They're not usually the final copy because you've got to be work edited. Out. Yep. You've got to work through it. So, Yep. That's fair. There's going to be a lot There's going to be a lot of uh, negative, negative things with mail-in voting. There's going to be a lot more negative than there is positive, in my opinion. But I've, I've also struggled to understand the voting oppression angle of it. I put that out on Facebook, too, to get some people's takes on it and mm-hmm. uh, didn't quite get a lot of responses, which is completely fine. But I meant the question, honestly, if requiring, because voter ID 
has come up in the in, in over yep. the years is yep. a way you to gotta, suppress vote. In order to drive a car, you got to have an ID. In order to get a loan, you got to have an ID. In order well, to, the state of Texas requires every citizen you gotta, over you got to have an ID. Yeah, yeah. So if, if like life requires identification, well, to get a job, a legal job working in this life country, you have to have requires IDs. Requires identification. Exactly. So my thought process is if if the cost of obtaining a government issued ID is truly a barrier for a segment of our population who's facing social economical struggles, okay, then then is it not the same? Like I'm trying to think about this. Say you don't have to have an ID, okay, but whenever you register to vote, okay. Um, like in Texas, you can't do it electronically. I mean, they'll give you the form to print out, but you still got to print it. Okay. You got to mail it. Okay. Okay. If you want to move, if you move, like right now, I got to print out a change of, uh, I'm not showing up on the rolls in Dallas County or Collin County. So I'm having to go through the process right now of mm-hmm. uh, filling out the paperwork, printing it, put it in the mail. Okay. So those things still cost money too. Okay. So my, my thought process is <laughs> regular voting regardless if you have an ID or not, has a social economical impact, uh, whether it's $3 versus $10. You know what I mean? Okay. And then I would, I would take it one step further. Oh, okay. Um, if, as, as, as a government, we are, we are subsidizing cell phones, internet service, amongst, golly, so many other amenities yeah. in life, yeah. which I'm not being critical of. Sure. Nor why, should you. Why would we not subsidize a $10 driver's license? Like, that's the thing. Like, stop paying for driver's IDs. Like, just make them free. Yeah, I mean, in this... It doesn't make any... You know what I mean? Like, with all the bailouts else, that have happened, why not just give the DMV a certain amount of money so they can keep going? Well, do they even need it? It's not like they're fixing all the roads. No, I'm just saying. You give, know what I mean? <laughs> give the DMV th- that bailout so they can give people an ID that need an ID. Yeah, or if you're on Medicaid, if you're on WIC, if you're on you know, EVT, if, if you're on any of these assistance programs, have your fee waived. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Like, like, Absolutely. Why okay. not? Yeah. I just, I just think there's more logical ways to get around this. Sure. I mean, okay. If you have to show an ID to cash a check, it shouldn't be a, a stretch to uh, show an ID to cast a vote in, a, in an election. I you know agree I mean? with that. I agree so, with that. If the if the true barrier that's really affecting people, and I'm, I'm being serious about this, if people can't vote because they can't afford an ID or go get an ID, we need to remove those obstacles from them because them having access to an ID, they need it for more things than voting. So that's the real problem. Showing an ID when you're voting isn't a problem. Right. That's fair. So that's why I question some of these things. Like, mm, what are people's motives? Sure. So. Sure. All right, hey, this just in. So I uh, I made this comment back. When, uh, you know, when the conversation about when school opens up, if school ever opens up again, whatever. I laughed so much I spilled on myself. You're welcome. Well. Uh, <laughs> Did you, sir? So, when schools opened up, I made this comment that I was surprised, or I wouldn't be surprised, if we started seeing... Uh, signs on the floor that are trying to direct traffic and uh, reminders and stuff okay Mm -hmm. i got back to school you know two weeks ago was our first day back uh, maybe three weeks ago i guess was our first day back as teachers average joe's media fact checked and certified hazmat suit that's correct it's in the closet just in case it's needed yep and uh and so on the floor it was nothing on the floor but about four business days ago 
roughly Tuesday, Wednesday of last week, sure enough, they put arrows on the left, you know, like like driving traffic. You walk on the left, and in between all these things, they put they put like standing dots. Stand here, stand here, and sure enough, I mean, it, it came to fruition. And I think it's the, I think it's one of the dumbest things because number one, there has been so much policy at school over the past several years. Don't stand in the hallways. Well, now they're given signs that say you can stand here as long as you're standing six feet away <laughs> right. from other people. And so it's sig- it's sending mixed signals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I started looking at, well, what's the reality of these arrows and, and them being actually adhered to? Okay, Because whenever you come to a four-way intersection at a high school, there is no accommodating traffic. It is you walk through the... You walk through the opposite traffic when you can find a space between people. Yeah. Right. Or you force yourself. And, yeah, it's and like a, a naturally organic moving stream of some sort. You know? Right. I mean, you have to you have to make it happen in order to get where you want to go, or you got to wait until yeah. sometimes people end. are going to be the salmon. Right. So I'm sitting back thinking, well, how? What? Are, what's the purpose of the arrows? You you walk. You can only walk down the left side of the highway or <laughs> the left side of the hallway. Based on the way you're facing, uh, there's 2,600 people in the school. Yep. What is that going to do? Then the next thing that they did was I meant to, <laughs> I meant to bring it. I forgot to. They put COVID screens on the teacher's desk. Okay, like the screens at the cash register. How have I not got a picture of this yet? Okay, and I apologize for not giving this to you, but. First of all, the teacher desk is six foot wide, or long, mm-hmm. and three feet wide, roughly, right. maybe five by three, okay? And then, but these screens are only two and a half to three feet long. It's a recession. That's fair. Also, in, but all the money's going to COVID prep, so the, the well, recession shouldn't, shouldn't dictate well, we get smaller well, items. Actually, they haven't gotten the money yet. That's fair. Because it, of it's, partisan politics. Well, it's coming. So in one where I mean the stimulus check came that was peanuts for I mean in comparison to what it could have been I mean it's the government they can print their own money so uh, but F- fingers crossed it's coming so the the this the screen if you stand if, if anybody that's a little bit above average height stands at the screen they're breathing over the screen. Like like at a buffet where they're breathing over the the sneeze bar, the, the sneeze window thing, whatever that's called. Right. And then uh, and then also, so it's only three feet wide, you know. So there's two feet of my desk that don't get covered. And then they put this in the portable, which is a locker room for me. And they didn't put it in the portable next door, which has a desk. So I, I didn't fully understand all this, but people come in through that room to my left which is the side of my desk and there was no screen blocking them from interacting with me on that side of my desk. So where do I put this screen? What's the, I mean, where I get it in the cafeteria in the cafeteria, they, they taped it down in the center of the tables and the screen separates the, the one, one bench from another bench. Okay. 
So it's going to be like prison? Or they can be like, <laughs> right. I mean, it's <laughs> it looks ridiculous, but I can understand it in the cafeteria. It's, it's table to table. It's all the way down all the tables, and it covers the length of the table. Now, people stand up. They're... they're potentially spitting or breathing or casting some kind of a, a virus what, over what's it. What's the carbon footprint on all that plexiglass? Okay, it's, well, uh, that's I mean, that's a fair question. But the other thing is, is that we just got told that a neck gaiter is not an appropriate mask, is not a, uh, not appropriate, probably the wrong word, is not a good enough mask for GISD teachers, maybe students too, maybe pe- personnel. And, and after buying all the neck gaiters. Right. And I'm sitting back thinking, it's a, it's a cloth covering over my face. Yep, meant to prevent uh, the, the distance traveled right. of your sputum. Of whatever, of my droplets. Yep. And, uh, but yet, it's not good enough. Now, uh, I'm sure, listen, like I said, <laughs> everything, everything from top down, all the decisions made at the top, they're not going to satisfy everybody. Well, and that wasn't their call. I mean, I think it came out from the CDC, and they have to follow those guidelines. Well, so. that. But my point is, is that even if it was GISD's call, like the the superintendent or whoever else's call, not everybody's going to follow or not follow it. But not everybody's going to be happy about it, and it's going to upset some people. It's going to sound ridiculous because of all the different. How many different type of mass suggestions have we had? During the during 2020, how many different type of suggestions, period, about masks, whether they work or not, have we had? How many different, I mean, pick a lane, people, right? Well, I just want to understand how this, the, the physics, the science between, like, you know, it's only going to travel so far yeah. out of our mouths. If, if that, right? No, but that, that's not going to change, like, COVID, pre-COVID and post-COVID, yeah. um, how, the, the distance, the velocity that things fly out of our mouth hasn't changed. Like our, our biochemistry okay. hasn't yeah. changed Velocity. That, that I know of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, heard both ways. And uh, last time I checked the, the physics of cloth, uh-huh. they haven't changed either. That's fair. So That's I'm just fair. saying if I, if I want to trust and believe medical professionals, I want to trust and believe scientists, I would just need a little bit of help understanding how the science has changed because i was because you know because we've been out and I, I i follow the rules yeah put my mask on because even even regardless of what you think about it i'm going to show respect yeah to other people yeah. and um you know like the uh um the the analogy has been made you know people using contraceptives right you yeah, know uh, <laughs> reusing them. yeah yeah well i mean <laughs> but a little like if you can take they're, they're some type single of per- use only, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that yeah, came fair. out in 2020. Yeah, that did too. But uh, but um, so stupid TikTok, <laughs> so stupid, incredibly. But um, taking precautions um, shouldn't be pre- uh, frowned upon. You know what I mean? So That's I get fair. that. So I'm saying I'm okay with it. But I, I don't understand why because the gators you at least keep up further, yeah, more consistently. Yeah, the masks are coming up here. They're coming down here. Uh. Everybody walks around with them with their nose sticking out. Okay, so. Um, they, and plus, you're touching your face the whole time. So they gave us a they gave us a Rowlett one, a GISD one, that were like uh, you know printed or whatever on. I mean, it, they, they look good in terms of someone took time to create these things. Okay, mm-hmm. then in our box, I guess this was provided by the district once that thing came down. They gave us a plain white one, and I promise it looks like one of those uh, pelican or stork diapers on the babies on the cartoons you know 
it looks like a diaper for your face. And so you got gators the first time? No, I no no no. They're just Other than they, they, they're okay. the one with the ears, you know, with the ear loops or whatever. Okay. So my biggest issue is, you know how if you have like one of those little rubber band pop guns, you know, yep. If the wheel for the rubber band is a little loose, the rubber band doesn't stay on, right? It it just pulls the wheel and, and shoots the rubber band. Or if the if there's mm-hmm. like a if there's like a chip or if there's a, a sl- if the if the slot where the rubber band goes in the front is not like if it's not like grooved enough, then it'll slip off of the edge of the gun, and it, like the little rubber band gun won't work. Okay, that's what my ears do with these masks. I tried one on, and and it came off forward like like a bad rubber band like gun. Like you were taking something elastic and just pew. Yeah, <laughs> no, like well, I just put it on, and it just like it just kept rolling off of my ears until it until one side just came off. You start looking like Randy Couture after a while. Like I, my that, ear that, that was wrestler ear. I, I looked like I had elf ears. Yeah, my ears were being pulled forward, and it was it was the. I, I don't have the ears for this. Like for whatever reason, I don't have the ears for it. I put it on, and I went in and went across the hall to uh, to to one of the teachers I teach across the hall from, and I said, "Hey, man, check this out." And I, he looked at my ears, and he's, and they just came off. And I was like, how, "How is this supposed to help? What am I doing with this? Right? Uh, this this is going to be a a desk ornament because it's not going on my face because it won't stay on my face. If it's supposed to stay on my face, I can't use it. And so the same thing is going to happen for all these masks that are like one size fits all, and like everything is that's what it at least seems. Okay, that's what the mask looks like from in the box that we were given the white diaper. And so I put that up back in my box. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a minute." Before I before I take this one, I'm just gonna take a minute. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna breathe. I'm gonna think about it before I fully possess this with my other two winners. I got. I just got an idea. The whole time I'm wearing this neck gaiter and it's covering mm. my face. Are you allowed to do bandanas? I I don't think so. Mm. But even still, like I have a hard time tying the bandana behind my head from from my nose to the back of my head. Just because, I mean, I haven't bought, like, extra large bandanas. But still, but this, but this is my point. This is my point on how stupid this is. They have to follow regulation, but the regulations aren't, aren't consistent. The regulations are, are fluid. And how do you, how, how, how's policy made with well, fluid interpretation? Well, the thing of it is, is, is it's like church. There's 18 billion churches out there. Yeah. Who's I mean, doing it right? Well, I mean, if, if science starts, uh, you know, uh, going down the path of uh, denomination, or denominationalism, then we're probably up a creek without a paddle there. That's fair. But um, we're going to have to, yeah, we're going to have to come up with a, with an average Joe's Media solution. This, this is uh, ridiculous. For this face-covering season that we're, we're in. Um, but who's, who's, who's supplying the students? Because here's the deal. Prime example... Um, I mean, are, are, is the school district? I have no idea. They need to because here's the deal. I mean, <laughs> these things aren't they, they aren't expensive, but they're not cheap, and yeah. you gotta you gotta have more than one. Uh, huh. um, prime example: if anybody follows on social media, um, it was an adorable picture of the oldest um, yesterday in front of the the haircut place. Oh yes, yeah, he forgot one, and yep. a boy, I was proud and ready. I was like, "Well, 
I got some leftovers from uh, Carpool Karaoke. Your Bad choices boy. are a smiley face with his tongue out or a shark. He's like, Dad, you got to be kidding me. Nice. And he's like, let me use yours. And I was like, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> You're, I'm going to enjoy every moment of this. And so we get there. And we end up having to sit out front like we're in timeout um, for like 30 minutes out in front of this place waiting to get a haircut because, you know, you can't go in. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. And he was just sitting there with that, that cartoon shark. It almost looked like a pair of underwear when, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, baby shark, that's, baby shark. That's but what yeah, I need on here. Yeah. I mean, but it's just, they're not, uh, what is the term? Hermetic, hermetically sealed. Hermetic. Hermetic. Yeah. It's close. Hermetic, hermetic. Okay. Yeah. Potatoes, potatoes. But I think that they're, has they're to do with. They're not making a seal. Yeah. But I think that has to do with like when you're storing things and making it a, like a vacuum seal. Well, well yeah, but you, for some of those masks, like people at the do, in, in the medical industry, yeah. they had to shave their beards. Yeah. Uh, because with the beard, you couldn't get the seal around the mask. Oh. Also, a little weird fun fact. Uh, I don't want to call it fun, but the okay. reason uh, Hitler yeah. had his mustache the way he did. <laughs> wow. Well, no, I mean, but okay. it goes back, this has been a thing. So in World War One, they introduced, you know, gassing. Yeah. Um, and um, regulation, The if you had the, because back then people had like the long mustaches. Yeah, yeah. And you couldn't get a seal around your mouth. Mm. So he still wanted to have facial hair. Right. So that's when he started bobbing it. So he could still have. So he could get the seal from the gas mask. Yeah, but still rock the stash. also have a mustache. It doesn't make a whole lot. I mean, I get it. Like, it's weird, but isn't that yeah. interesting? It ended up being like an iconic look. I mean, yeah. In a bad way, I guess. No, no. So, like, if people... <laughs> yeah, so people are just shaving everything off. They're not going... Right. They're not using right. the Hitler route. They're, go, they're going <laughs> no beard no if beard. that's the, if no that's facial the option. Hair. I can either go with the Hitler style right. or I can go no beard. They're going no beard. So, I mean, I, I just maybe... 2020 it, sucks because your options are Hitler mustache or no facial, or hair. No facial hair at all. So, you got gaps all around wearing the traditional mask like, yep. like we're seeing, right? So my my only thought process is maybe that they think with the neck gaiters that the material is fairly consistently thin or being stretched to allow uh, particles to travel through them easier than a mask that's not being stretched or pulled apart. Like I don't like this is I know I don't get it. This is why it's driving me nuts because you can still because like Jordan made a good point. He goes, Dad, help me understand something. Yeah. Um, the mask, and I was like, well, buddy, again, the mask are to, not to protect you, it's to protect other people if you have it. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, so I, you know, again, if it's going to f- reduce it by 30, 40%, sure, we'd want to. And he goes, but my glasses fog up, Dad. Yeah. Because air, every time I breathe out, goes up. <clears throat> goes up. Yeah. And he's like, so is the mask really preventing right. my germs from spreading? Right. And I was like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I can't answer that question. That's fair. You know, I'm not one to be a sheep and blindly follow an instruction as it's given. Yeah. But in this case, wearing a mask in the settings in which we've had to does not hurt me or my kids. Right. It doesn't hurt anyone. So I'm okay. Yeah. Same thing as seatbelt, right? Seatbelt, whether they're uncomfortable or not, right. they, they, they're not going to hurt you. Right. <laughs> so put on a seatbelt. So, you know, that's... Okay, so... This is crazy, though. So you got the whole mask conversation now in schools that... That they're taking away the neck gaiter, which, in my opinion, is way better. You have to wear the the face shields also? I don't know about that. Uh, But, okay, so that's another thing is that we were told that if you wear a face shield, you must also still wear a mask under the face shield because the face shield isn't good enough for uh, preventing uh, whatever. 
And I'm sitting back thinking, that's pretty dang good. Like it's it's literally a a solid barrier. It's not a porous barrier straight mm. through uh, any kind of cloth. It's a plastic barrier. Right. It's going to it's going to catch your spit, and it's going to drip down. It's not going to continue to fly. Well, the one that we have, it it technically has a little bit of a lip tray thing going on, so it'd probably catch your drill too, man. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Adam asks a good question. He asks, "Why don't you have a mustache to connect your beard?" Um, kind of not my bag, man. You don't mustache? Yeah. What does that good. mean? Just really not been you just, my style, you my just look. Want, you just want jawline, chin, and neck hair. You don't want tried lip hair? To, pretty much. Okay. I've tried to grow the mustache mustache out before. When I was younger, I had a problem with it filling out good enough. To really? where it, you're not going to you're you not going to you're not going to react to lip hair? Yeah, no. Well, That's what she said. That's fair. Okay. But uh yeah, but if I let it go too far, it really bothers me. Oh, okay. So I can let the rest of this kind of completely, you know, in the winter time I'll let it drop a little bit and let it get a little bit fuller uh, longer, but uh <laughs> but uh yeah i'm not a big fan of the lip hair okay no no lip hair for your beard no okay for my beard interesting okay Anyways, uh, you know adam there's your <laughs> he said shave the beard bro you're not committed <laughs> oh that's uh, funny that's, that's hilarious funny. anyway so uh um okay the other thing okay one more thing the other thing that's stupid okay Okay, in Minneapolis with all the with all the the riots, okay, okay, uh, which you know were kind of the spur to all the riots that go on in all these other places. Uh, the mayor of Minneapolis gets up and says, "The arrests that we've made are all people who are out of state. Nobody who lived in Minneapolis got caught, at least, rioting their own town." It was all these people. How stupid is it, number one, to riot your own town, okay? And then number two, how stupid is it to perpetuate this type of thing by sending in people from out of state to go destroy this, to go destroy anything? Like, how ridiculous is that? I mean, 2020 sucks. It's the, it's the time where people are coming in from out of state to destroy something that they would make could have been paid to do, or maybe they just had a, a wild hair. And now we have people from out of state that, that we have to worry about coming in just because of uh, mainstream media, just because of George Soros, George Soros, just because of some entity or whatever that's saying, mm-hmm. you need to go do this. This needs to happen. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna walk down the road and destroy the convenience store, so I can get some extra food or whatever just because of a riot. Because I got to live next out next door to that place. You know, like that's crazy to me. To me, that's ridiculous that 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 is even a concept. Well, I just appreciate like the way you just approached it, and and I hope most of Americans do too of understanding what's really what's not. Side note. Give a quick shot to something that doesn't suck about 2020. Kaylee joined and said, hey, strangers. Hey. <laughs> so, what's up? Okay. How you doing? It's been a while. Appreciate you joining. Yeah. You're going to need to get that top fan badge. Yeah. I mean, drive-bys. You know? She was the first. That's, was she? Yeah, she was the first pop-in. That's fair. 
Yeah, I'm a little disappointed that you did, were not watching Carpool Karaoke, nor did you uh, try to get in on that. We've seen uh, some of your, uh, we've seen the, the some Facebook, of your Facebook lives the Facebook, and um, uh, performances you've given. We're not worthy, <laughs> but um, <laughs> like, I think a lot of these things, like, I think what we're seeing happen is a is a lot like a lot of things in life. You take something that has the purest of intentions and and the purest of 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 causes. And, and get it gets exploited, exploited, twisted, perverted, the whole nine yards. And um, it, what happened there was horrible. Yeah. What's happened in so many, what's still happening. That's the other thing, you know, shout out to the DNC, man. Nobody really talked about what's still happening in cities everywhere, um, which I thought was, was a shame. It was a perfect opportunity for them to, to have a call for peace and to, to try to uh, get people to listen to their reasoning. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, here's the deal. If uh, I don't care who I voted for. If one person being removed from office could fix all the world's problems, okay. I, I'd be all about it. Sure. You know, so which is stupid to even think about. No, I, I know, but you know what There's I'm saying? There's no but one like, size fix all. Right. But things. But if if you were a part of a, a group of people who believed that, uh-huh. well, then I would say, okay, well, the 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 alternative, yeah. That should be a voice of reason to listen to then. Sure. Um, but but anyways, um I don't think it's going to get. I, I don't think it's going to get better. I think people are growing more numb to it yeah. because the media is constantly shifting. Sure, you know what I mean. They're constantly yeah. shifting, um, and they don't. They pick and choose things, man. So, like for example, the the, the instructions inside the school, right? Yeah. People are saying this is what's needed. This is how it has to happen, but those rules aren't going to apply to athletes, and they're not going to apply during sports, All right? Because we can't not have sports. Oh my gosh! You know what I mean? Don't and, get me. I mean, twenty twenty sucks because of sports. Yeah. So you, you got all these different standards. Saying that you can't go vote in person, but you can protest. You can go protest, but you can't sing oh. in church. Like, there's all these different things, and they're used to polarize and divide us. So, like, you know, you were talking about LeBron. Like, a lot of these athletes have now gotten um, basically uh, the 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 handicap wheels or you know what i mean like the what they call the governor and they put on the rental cars they've had that removed and they can they they're all able to express themselves with social injustice and just other things going around socially socially economically politically they want and um so uh lebron james had a hat uh-huh. uh a so magna that. hat and it, but it said you know make america something where the people who murdered make, a, t- make america arrest the cops who killed brianna taylor correct yeah. so um, it had the great again marked out, right? And then the text that, right? So I, again, I'm gonna say I got I'm I got respect for him, okay, for finding a creative way uh-huh. to try to bring up something that I think is still a question for me, sure, as it should be a lot of Americans out of all the ones out of all the uh, the police related incidents that uh, have created controversy, regardless of, of what you may view. Should or shouldn't happen. That to me would be the one that was the most obvious case of that shouldn't have happened. Like the, the woman in Fort Worth uh-huh. uh, last year. So, uh, but there was more controversy I think made about him doing that in the finals and in the bubble and amidst all these other things than what he was trying to do. And so, I thought it was really cool of him just to wear it as opposed to even try talking about it at first. Uh-huh. Like he 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 played it to where people were going to have to ask him about it, but he still. <laughs> yeah. People are still going to criticize him. Oh, but and people it, are still going to come at him. To me, it's the same platform as as the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. 
Like it's it's ex, it exploited his platform. To, I mean, he's got a bajillion followers. Why is he doing it at a press conference after a basketball game, or whatever? Why isn't why is Colin Kaepernick taking a knee here instead of on his platform with millions of people doing that and then making a demonstration somewhere? Uh, that's not the football field, and I listen. I understand sometimes the platforms are what they are. Uh, the the female soccer player, I can't think of her name, but uh, she did the same basic thing with uh, the whole jerseys inside out and all kinds of other stuff that they mm-hmm. did, uh, which felt extremely bandwagoning. Which a lot of this stuff feels bandwagoning, like they're just. Like it's getting it's getting traction, so now let's jump on this thing and, and make it really sore. And that's what it felt like to me. Not that it's not an issue that shouldn't be addressed, but it it just seems like when the media, when the mainstream media at like uh, just grasps onto a little bit, then the social media just a ton just just flocks to it. And it just seems like bandwagoning. A lot like what I talked about earlier whenever I called you a Fairweather fan. When a team is doing well, people flock to that team to support them because it's fun to root for a champion or a potential champion. Um, well, in, 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 a, in a different regard, people are becoming champions for this cause because it's getting a ton of support. It's getting a ton of attention. It's getting a ton of this. That's what it, I'm just saying. That's what it feels like. I'm not saying they're not having genuine. Uh, oh yeah, some, things that they're some, trying. Some to people accomplish. are following trends, right? Other people um, have been touched by a movement. Absolutely. So, and some people do it as to be trending versus do it as part of a movement. I agree. with Right, you. and it's just it's it's man, it's it's difficult. It's difficult to weed through the the you know the the fake the false prophets versus the the genuine. It's difficult to. It's the same conversation I have with uh, panhandlers. It's difficult to see the ones who are really in need versus the ones who are who are just there because it's an easy buck and they have a ton of money because they've been doing this forever, or they have a good job and they're only doing this on the weekends or something like that just to see how much money they can get, or whatever. I don't know what the case is, but it's hard to weed through the ones that are only doing this because they're lazy and the ones that are doing it because they're serious about it, and then the ones that are trying to get the traction because they know it's a popular trending topic, they're trying to get more followers or they're trying to uh, do stuff as opposed to the ones who are truly trying to make a difference. And it's very difficult to weed through who those people are. And especially on our level where we're not major celebrities. And so the people we follow they're I mean, it feels more like bandwagoning on that regard than someone maybe like LeBron James or or someone with that platform because they understand and maybe they were touched by it and they know they can reach a lot of people. But to, but to me, it just feels like it feels like a ton of bandwagoning, and it's not just the the racial inequality things with the Breonna Taylors and the George Floyd's and all and and the many other names. I don't I don't know all the names, but it's not just that. It's also the uh, it's the Trump. Uh, it's the Trump Biden disputes. It's the uh, the QAnon movement that that's now starting to get a lot of traction. That now that it's getting a lot of traction, are people jumping on the QAnon movement because they want to say they were there whenever whatever they're spitting? Well, I mean we've we've right? we, we've we've been on that wagon before, right? But my but see, we got on the wagon. We got on that wagon because we were truly curious about what's going on. Mm-hmm. We didn't. I I never had heard about it. 
and until Josh mentioned. Oh, neither, it. neither did I. And so now it's on media outlets. And so, how many people do you think are now jumping on that bandwagon because it's now on a media outlet? Ooh, what's this all about? I want to jump have, on. You have that. a possible. Uh, is it Michigan, Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, somewhere in that northern Midwest? No, no. One yeah. of the uh, a woman won her primary election, either the House or the Senate, and uh, she's all in on Q, on, on the whole Q thing. Yeah, and it, it's crazy because like, oh my gosh, it's officially mainstream. Uh, but I was going to say, man, the Kellen Kaepernick thing to me. I continue to struggle with because I think this is a case of the media. I, I, I do believe because before Colin Kaepernick did anything, he wasn't he didn't invent it. Um, he wanted to do something, and he actually consulted with a Navy SEAL. Yeah, you've yeah, said it, this many times right, on the podcast but, before. Uh, Marshawn Lynch was doing sitting down. You said that many times on this. I, on I know. The podcast. So I'm just re- okay. Well, it's fine. We're still we're talking. We got brought up again, so I'm just re- echoing that I, I don't. I just don't understand what the big deal about it is. Well, add something. Add, add something new, like so. They were he was getting bashed for this, right? More than he was getting praised. What was it? Four years ago, or three years three. ago, something like that. Now he's getting praised because the spin of the media is controlling that 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 image. And so before it was he's disrespecting the flag. Is he, he's un-American? This isn't this isn't how he should be doing this. It's he's got a he's got people that look up to him. Blah blah blah. The platform isn't what he needs to be. That was the media thing three years ago. Correct. And now it's he's a pioneer. And man, if we would have just paid attention three years ago to Colin Kaepernick and what he's doing and how much of a a great thing that was that we just didn't pay attention to. Blah blah. blah and that's the spin on it. And it's all it is all media related and how they they can they can move the masses because of one word in a in a in a title. I, I think that if people would have engaged in a meaningful dialogue Absolutely back then, um I I don't know if it would have changed some of these outcomes, but I definitely think um as a country and as, as an industry in football and a lot of others, right? Yeah. There could have been some significant gains and benefits of people being a lot more culturally competent and, and much more aware, um, more well-versed in diversity. I really do think that. But, you know, I, I tell you, anybody who has HBO, I really would encourage them. I, I don't know if you've watched it yet, but you really should watch Hard Knocks this year. Okay. It's with uh, the L.A. Rams and uh, the L.A. Chargers. And it's incredible. Like, first of all, it's the first. I like it because it's the first real taste of football. That's fair. Um, but I've just been fascinated with how these organizations have been dealing with COVID, and also how they've been dealing with with um, the issues of, of of racism and yeah. and <clears throat> all the other social justice fronts. And um, I, I was I was really moved. There was a Zoom call, and um, the, some some of the players had stayed back, and and there was a. a I forget the organization this one individual was there on, but they say, hey, if anybody wants to talk about some of the stuff, uh, I think it was the Chargers because their head coach said, listen, normally, you know, we would ask you guys, let's business is business, but we can't. So y'all do you. Yeah. But make sure you're, you're, you're being men about it. Yeah. And so this big team meeting on Zoom and this one guy, I don't know if he if he's a, like a rookie or just a younger player. He's like, what do I do? I, I, I believe in the movement. I, I love my brothers, but I have family that is served, and this is what the flag means to me. I can't I can't kneel. Yeah. And everybody was like, 
no, no, it's okay. And so they were like, here's some examples of what some other people are doing. And they're like, man, thank you for, for asking. Thank yeah. you for, for, for wanting to figure out how you can contribute. And then you hit a lot of people that have been behind this from the beginning. Again, this is exposure, no media. Yeah. This is just these people talking, saying, this is what this was all about. This is what we've been trying to do. These are the type of conversation we're trying to have. And um, I just really appreciate it because anytime you can hear information from the source, Right. versus the spin. I just think it's it's extremely helpful. If there had been more of that, then maybe we'd be focused on other things other than whether or not, you know, people are kneeling or standing or twiddling their thumbs during the anthem. That's fair. That's fair. So I mean, guys with with murder hornets, with the dual hurricanes with shout out to all of our people around the Gulf. Uh, stay safe these next couple of days, man. Yes, absolutely. With with COVID being nothing to worry about, then something to worry about, then maybe we don't need to worry as much about it. No, we definitely need to worry as much about it. With masks work, masks don't work, masks might work, masks could work, masks probably work. Masks need to be specific type of masks. With, fire, fire tornadoes. With all this stuff that is going on, it just doesn't specifically or doesn't necessarily make sense how anybody could enjoy 2020 ever in any part of 2020. Baseball doesn't get a full season because uh, of masks or because of COVID, whereas they could have done what they're doing right now. They could have done this back in March and April. They could have had this where they just said, you know what, no tickets, we're going to play. And if you don't want to play, you can opt out of this season or whatever. You can take the waiver, uh, blah, blah, blah. They could have had a full season of baseball, but instead now they get 60 games, which is like a consolation prize. Yeah, there's going to be a champion, but it's going to have an asterisk. There's a, the hockey season got delayed. The basketball mm-hmm. season got delayed. The, the virtual fan in the basketball playoffs that is, uh, I guess what, they have a camera pointed at them and they're mm-hmm. watching the game live and mm-hmm. so they get to be on mm-hmm. national television but not fully on national television because it's a because it's a virtual experience where they're a virtual fan i'm, I'm supporting the nba and the nhl man the they superimposed have, fans in baseball have you seen the superimposed fans on in the stadium? i think it's a great way for people to try to to be a part of it by being able to to have those cutouts. I mean, have you seen where a lot of people have been paying the money for right behind home plate to have the the weekend from Bernie guy? Yeah, hilarious. No, listen, I understand the 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 intriguing aspects of it and the potentially neat kind of things. But my point is, is like, man, it sucks. How much did we, me and you, talk about going to a game at the new Globe Life Field? Yep. Because number one, it's indoor. I give me two o'clock Sunday tickets. Because it used to be mm-hmm. burning hot. Now it's phenomenal because it's air-conditioned. Well, at least I think it is. I haven't had the opportunity. But that sucks. I mean, I wanted to go see I wanted to go see at least one game at the stadium. Right. Well, I wanted to go do uh, one of those things that the star this, this fall with the kids, the boys at least, Grace probably wouldn't want to have gone. You would have gone, I'm sure. Where you go, uh, you know, you get to tour the star, and then you also get to watch practice. Okay. During spring training. Sure. Like part of that. Yeah. Didn't get to happen. Okay. Uh, I've heard about... Uh, Concerts where you have to sit in the back of your truck. But they're live concerts, but yet you have to stay in your truck. I'm I mean, not, it's it's the stupidest thing in the history of I things. I appreciate people making some lemonade, though. Yeah, okay, but my point is is that I, I get the accommodations that are being mm-hmm. made, but I also don't get why 
there are so many people in lines backed up everywhere at these essential businesses and but yet they can't have a concert and unless you're in your truck like in the back of your truck or something there's just so many things that are the word double standard comes to mind or the ridiculous over uh over promise and under deliver or whatever it is there and it's just 2020 sucks i tell you one good thing that might come from it though um, I mean, it does suck, but since uh, Dallas Fort Worth teams have a, have a have a a tendency to do really good in the beginning or the middle of the season, but have a hard time at the end, I think this might be our year <laughs> Start, for the Rangers. For, well, I mean, or just for Dallas in general. Dallas in general. I mean, uh, I've been keeping up with the stars. It's pretty incredible. Okay, I fell asleep. I took a nap during the mat. Like I I didn't realize the Mavs were playing. I've been wanting to watch a game. Okay. And apparently, I missed the greatest game in Maverick history. Well, you missed the greatest ending of in Mavericks playoff history for sure. Yeah, so definitely want to do that, and I still want to catch some more of the Rangers games. But I think they've been struggling a little bit as of late. They have, but they're they they're everybody fo- everybody they're has focused, a chance. No, the of course, but they're focusing too much on bats than they are on pitching, and they need to focus on pitching. Listen, if you can stop the other team from scoring, you don't have to score as much. Yeah. So pitching is pitching is like the quarterback. In football, pitching is that way in baseball. Best, is, best defense is a good offense. It is that important to have good pitching. Good, I mean, and what's happening is our starting pitching is okay. Uh, we actually have a guy who's, if he continues, Lance Lynn, He's he will be on the Cy Young. Now, it's not going to be the same Cy Young as a full 162-game season, but he's doing really, really well. And so we have good starting pitching, but we give up – I think we gave up like – 12 home runs to San Diego for in a four-game series. We gave up three or four grand slams in that four games. One or two of those grand slams were walk-off grand slams that ended the game, and we lost. I mean, it's ridiculous that our, our pitching at the end. Anyways, it's it sucks from, from, from start to finish, 2020. Uh, first year as head soccer coach, and we don't get to finish the season because of the, I had surgery in 2020. Uh, Crohn's decided to basically throw a grenade in my intestines. It's, I mean, 2020 has been ridiculously stupid. It sucks. I'm so thankful that we started this podcast in 2018 because this has been like the saving grace to 2020 in my eyes. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, I don't, I think that (laughs) I do think it's helped us keep our sanity, but I think the impact even it's, it's had on this podcast and, and just what our normal routines have been has really been felt hard. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. the past couple of weeks have been, I've felt completely better and different yeah. getting it back in rhythm. Yeah. Not Absolutely. just with the podcasting, but us just going out and hanging out and doing things. Absolutely. You know, um, carpool karaoke. Yeah, well, even uh, shout out to Vector, you know, when we went and had dinner the other yeah, night. Yeah, absolutely. That was incredibly refreshing. Absolutely. Uh, guys, man, just as you're thinking about 2020, just understand it sucks, okay? Don't don't look at 2020 for something that you're going to go back and get some highlight reels on, okay? 2020 is a year of bloopers, and that is it. And don't you dare speak of 2021 yet, everyone. We That's cannot right. afford to jinx that bad boy. No, we cannot. It's just like It's just like walking up whenever you're putting on the green, you think it's going in the hole, and you're walking up pumping your fist and then it, it lips out and it, and you didn't get that birdie or yeah, whatever the whole month of it's december ridiculous. everyone needs to be knocking on wood 24 hours a day that's fair this is the podcast things you think you don't care about we can find us on all podcasting platforms all social media platforms all you got to do is search average joe's media j-o-s no e and joe's 
definitely no E in Joe's. And uh, hey, give us a listen. Give us a like. Give us a share. Give us a subscribe. Tell your friends about us. That's the only way we grow the show. It really is. And it's real simple. You go to the community button on our Facebook page. Yep. You just invite your whole friends list. That's, that's you know, fair. And the only place there would be an Ian Joe's is if it was, uh, you know, if we're growing our, 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 our footprint in uh, South and Central America. That's fair. Because the average Jose's just, it rolls off the tongue. That, it does. It does. But it'd be Jose. Because <laughs> there's no E at the end. There's no E with a, with an, there's no Jose's. I thought Jose has an E. I thought it was yeah, J-O-S-E. But J-O-S is, would be Jose. Oh. Be the average host. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, I'm the average hobo. And I, yo soy, is the average ho. <laughs> keep it clean. clean. <laughs> the average Joes are in their studio. Over in Garland, Texas Things you think you care about Is back for season five With brand new guests and fun segments For your entertainment You're gonna have a real good time With the average Joe.